Hi guys, welcome back to We Read the News So You Don't Have To. This is a news recap podcast from Zodapop by Zerap Media. And every episode, we come on and share different stories that are relevant to young adults in Singapore, whether it's some serious news or some lighthearted ones as well. I am Alexandria, your host, and without further ado, let's dive straight into our first piece of news for today. So the first headline is, More than 950,000 travellers use Singapore-Malaysia land borders over the long weekend. So this is taken from The Straits Times. So more than 950,000 travellers use the land track points between Singapore and Malaysia over the long weekend. So more travellers left Singapore, 491,400 compared to 462,400 arrivals into the country over five days from last Friday to Tuesday. Over the three-day Good Friday weekend between April 15th and 17th, 436,000 crossed the land borders between the two countries. This was the first public holiday since land borders fully reopened until April 1st, the first time in two years that fully vaccinated individuals could freely travel between Singapore and Malaysia by land without testing or quarantine. Earlier, the Immigration and Checkpoints Authority had advised travellers to use the cross-border bus services instead of driving to Malaysia with private vehicles to avoid getting caught in the anticipated jam. Based on figures provided by the ICA, there were more travellers using cars and motorcycles rather than buses. Collectively, 600 160,000 travellers who cleared the checkpoints and used private transport. Meanwhile, 293,000 used the bus. Before the pandemic, more than 400,000 people used the land crossings between Singapore and Malaysia daily. Okay, moving on to the second headline. So, Dave Chappelle attacked on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. Comedian Dave Chappelle was assaulted on stage during his set at the Hollywood Bowl on Tuesday night, according to the Los Angeles Police Department. People who attended the show and footage circulating on social media, several event attendees posted videos of the incident happening on Tuesday evening. The footage seeming to show Chappelle on stage performing when a man to his right rushes at him and tackles him to the floor. The attack took place around 10.40pm as Chappelle was attempting to leave the Hollywood Bowl stage. Upon finishing his set, according to a statement from the LAPD, as he was exiting the stage, a male who was part of the audience jumped onto stage and tackled the comedian to the ground. The statement reads, Hollywood Bowl uniformed security officers who witnessed the incident engaged the suspect and removed him from the victim who took him into custody. The 23-year-old suspect Isaiah Lee was arrested on suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon, the LAPD told the Hollywood Report. He was carrying a replica handgun with a knife blade inside, authorities said. Chappelle was performing as part of the Netflix is a Joke Fest, an 11-day stand-up comedy festival backed by streaming giant Netflix. The attack on Chappelle is likely to reignite worries in the comedy community about audience members rushing to stage and attacking comedians. The issue was highlighted after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars last month. A report of the aftermath of the slap incident showed that comedy clubs were considering adding security guards, pre-show warnings, and even metal detectors for shows. So moving on to the third headline. Singaporeans may soon get a new avenue to voice their concerns through a platform where petitions garner 10,000 supporters will be submitted to relevant ministries for review. So a prototype of the platform at known as Petitions SG, has been up since January of this year. Currently, petitions can be started and processed on the site, but nothing will be sent to the government. Senior software engineer Alwyn Tan at Open Government Products, the platform's developer, said in response to queries from the Straits Times that Petitions SG was created with the goal of empowering citizens to push for change and to connect with the most important sentiments from the ground to ministries. So the platform at this site has instructions at the processes above. Members of the public can use it to draft the petition for a cause which they feel requires government's attention. They must get the 
petition endorsed by three other people, after which it will be published onto the site. Once published, the petition will be open to the public to read and sign, and if it receives 10,000 signatures within 180 days, it will be submitted to the ministry, which oversees the issue. The ministry will then have 90 days to respond. The website adds that petitions that do not reach 10,000 signatures within 180 days, as well as petitions that are rejected because they receive significant reports against them, will be stored in an archive that is available for public discourse. The petitioner and the three endorsers must submit their names to ensure accountability, transparency, the website says. However, users supporting the petitions can sign publicly or anonymously. The website states, Petitioned SG offers the option to sign a petition anonymously because we understand public civic participation in Singapore on certain topics come with some social stigma attached. It adds that these features prevent anyone, including the government and open government products, from personally identifying a user which has signed a petition anonymously. While users log into the platform to sign petitions using their SingPass accounts to ensure the legitimacy of the opinions and to prevent trolling, the website says that the platform does not store data like the user's NRIC number or address. Users who choose to sign anonymously will have their names not recorded onto the platform. And with that, we've come to the end of this episode. See you again in the new episode of We Read the News so that you don't have to. 